many in this room would be asleep if somebody was going to kill us the next day? I don't think he would be. You'd, you know, they said this one lady, I forget who it was, they had her up there in the tower of, of, in England, that she got so worried her hair turned white overnight. Who was that? Somebody knows history. Matthew. <laughs> her hair... Yeah, one of her, her hair turned white overnight. She worried so much. I mean, it sounds crazy to me, but that's what... I guess that's a historical fact. I don't know. Matthew, you need to check that one. I've heard it. <laughs> but you see, here's the key. The key is this, and this is what you got to... The peace was in Jesus. It was in Him. It wasn't around Him. The peace was in Peter when he was in that prison. You know? And see, what we want is we want peace out everywhere else. Yeah, everything's going to be great in the church. It's going to be peaceful. No, it's not. The peace has got to be in you. You know, this is what the Bible says, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Very well-known scripture. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by, everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Will guard your heart. It doesn't say it's going to guard your circumstances and make it right. It does not say that. So if you are looking for peace to be directed by how good things are working on the outside of you, you're looking the wrong way. It's got to be in you. The storm may be raging around you. It's got to be inside of you. And the only way it's going to be inside of you for you to have heard something from Jesus. And then you can be at peace. That's being led by the Spirit. That's why it says the Holy Spirit will lead you into peace. He will lead you into peace inside of you, but not outside of you. In fact, one of the points that I'm going to make, if the Lord lets me, He's going to lead you into trouble. He really, you know, I'll show you. It's in, that, it's in Romans 8. The Holy Spirit will lead you. If you're being led by the Spirit, He will lead you right in the middle of a mess. In fact, the Lord loves fighting. He likes a conflict. You study the gospel. Jesus was ready to go toe-to-toe with demons. He hated them. He wanted to fight them. He stirred them up when he walked in a room. Jesus likes a conflict. He really does. And he likes to get us in the middle of it, unfortunately. He really does. But uh, this is, let's read verse 39. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the See, peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? What's in you determines how you're going to deal with your circumstance. Okay? What is in you is determines how you're going to deal with your circumstance. If you are full of stuff that's not good, that's how you're going to deal with your circumstance. If you're not, if, there's, if, peace, if the peace is not in there, okay, if the peace is not in you, you can't calm the storm. You hear what I'm saying to you? you now, now, this is what the Bible teaches. It says, Jesus spoke to the sea. That's what it says right there. Jesus spoke to the sea. said to the sea, peace be still. And it obeyed him. Okay? It... It obeyed what he was saying. And the reason it, was, it obeyed him, because there was not a storm in Jesus. There was peace in his heart. And that's why it obeyed him. It, it didn't obey him just because he was the Son of God. I mean, it did do that, but it obeyed him because there was peace. People got healed because there was healing in Jesus' heart. 
You hear what I'm saying to you? This is what he said to us in, in Mark 11. Everybody knows this and everybody who's from the faith camp. For surely I say to you, whoever what says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. In other words, this is what it's saying. is You have to speak to your circumstances. That, that's what Jesus did. He spoke to it. But I don't care. You can speak to your stormy circumstances all day long if you don't have peace inside of you. It's like spitting in the wind. It's going to ignore you. You can speak to your mountains all day long. You can speak healing. You can do all this stuff all day long, but if it's not in you, because how can peace, how can you, you speak peace in a situation where there's no peace in you? Does that make sense? It doesn't work that way. It works because of what was in Him. That's why it stops. That's how we can get through our situations. But let me tell you something. If anger's in you, if bitterness is in you, if rage is in you, you're just going to speak what it's doing. If fear's in you, you're just going to just give it more energy. Are you with me? This is the way it works. This is the way this peace thing works. So if you're in a situation and you're in circumstances and you need to be able to deal with it and you would love to be able to speak to it and tell it to stop doing what it's doing, you better get something inside of you to be able to stop it. You better have the peace of God if you want to bring peace to a situation. Because if it's not in you, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't work. You can scream at it. Because this is what Jesus said. Let me read this to you. Um, Luke six forty three through 45. For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. This is Jesus saying this. I didn't make it up. And the evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of your heart. What is in your heart? In your storm. You think you're going to speak to this circumstance and make it stop and you're full of rage on the inside of you anyway? No. No. It doesn't work that way. And that's why many people go wrong. That's why my missionary friend was wrong. He was scared to death. I mean, I understand being scared. I've been scared. But you can't change anything being scared. I've been mad. You can't speak no peace in your marriage if you're mad at your spouse. I promise you that. She might slap you. <laughs> if you married a mean one like I did, she'll take stuff. She'll run over you. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. So Jesus, more this is so important. Jesus was, what, what he said was what was in him. That's why, that's the key to authority. I, I'm convinced. That's the key to having healings. Is being able to have compassion in you. Because the Bible says Jesus was moved with compassion to heal people. That's what it says. If we have that in us, see, we were trying to come up with some formula to make it work. And the formulas don't work. We gotta get, we gotta get him to get in us. And you get it by hearing, when he says something, you do what he says. It all goes back to a being obedience. That's being led by the Spirit. He will lead you into peace. Inside of you. And the inside peace probably is gonna make, bring you right into a big mess around you. 
cross over. Take my colors to the heart of the enemy's camp. You think the enemy's just going to lay down when you begin to take the gospel to the heart of the enemy? They're not going to lay down. They're going to fight you tooth and nail. If you go back in Luke's version, I've told you this already. I'm going to tell you one more time. They healed, they had this storm. Jesus spoke to it. He calmed it. Then he went and de- delivered this guy of a bunch of demons. Remember that? And then this guy went to his town and preached the gospel to the whole city. That's why the demons were, that's why the storm was, because they knew, they saw it coming. They saw the, the gospel coming. The devil's not going to throw a storm in your life if he don't see the gospel coming. But when he sees the gospel coming, he's going to fight you tooth and nail every inch of the way. And the way to deal with it is, is know that you're being led by God. Let the peace of God have its work in you. And then you can deal with it. You can start saying to the mountains. You can start saying to the sea. You can say to the wind. You can deal with these things. But if you're trying to do it the other way, forget it. It won't work. I tried it. It didn't work. You will get crushed. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? So we've got to face it. In America, we're in a storm. The church is in a storm. Let's face it. Let's deal with it right. Let's don't turn around and run like chickens. But let's get God to get, let His peace work in us. Find out where we're disobeying the Lord. Find out those things. And press through those things. I appreciate that. Whoever, who clapped? Raise your hand. The person who here feels the Lord. Brian always, she's ahead of us sensing the Lord. I mean, I'm telling you she is. You hear what I'm saying to you? So step number one, I'm going to give you my next step. Number two, the second thing, real quick. But do you understand that now? I mean, do that... Now, I wish that somebody would did all that for me back 24, 25 years ago when I was trying to figure this out and getting just slapped silly and making mistakes. And like I said, I learned the hard way. I learned the hard way. Back in Romans 8, this is good for you sinners. This one is. This is good for you sinners. I love this one. And then we'll stop, okay? And then if the Lord's willing, we'll do the rest of them. This, to me, this is awesome. So Romans 8, number 2. First one, the Lord, the Holy Spirit will lead you into peace. Explain that. Number 2, and I'm not going to spend but a couple minutes on this. The Holy Spirit will lead you into purity. Everybody say purity. purity. Let's read this. Romans 8, 7 and 8. It says, Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. That's pretty, pretty clear, right? Verse 12. Therefore, brethren, we are not debtors, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. That's just bottom line. You're going to die if you do that. It's all my spiritual death and you're just going to die and drop and be an old dead thing. You know? That's a bad way to be, too. But, and I'm grateful for that common, that bud in my Bible. But if by the Spirit you, you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. By the Spirit, says. Okay, we're talking about by the Spirit, not by your discipline and by your strength and by your this. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. In other words, this is what it's saying. The Holy Spirit is going to take issue... If you're being led by the Spirit, He's going to take issue with everything in your life that feeds carnality. He'll fight you tooth and nail over it. 
You hear what I'm saying to you? The Holy Spirit will take issue in your life of anything, any and everything that feeds your carnal nature. He will go against it. This is what uh, Jesus said. John 14, 30, I will no longer talk much with you, for the rule of this world is coming, and he has what? Nothing in me. The devil had no ground in Jesus. Remember, he's our example. No ground. Now, here's, now this is the way this thing works. But this is the way it really works. If you study the Bible, you're going to find there's three kinds of leaven which leaven is yeast, right? Everybody knows what yeast is. It's what makes bread rise, right? There's three kinds of yeast, three kinds of leaven in the Bible. First, there's the leaven of the Pharisees. Second, there's the leaven of Herod. And third, there's the leaven of the kingdom of God. You can find all three of those leavens in the Bible. Just look up in your concordance, leaven. And there, it'll give you those three. All right, here's what happens. The Holy Spirit will lead you into circumstances which will cause the leaven, the yeast, to start working. Becky buys these biscuits. They're frozen. Them biscuits are about that big around when they're frozen. You take those biscuits. She takes them out. And these are good biscuits, man. I don't know what kind. What kind are they? They're yeast rolls. Okay? She takes them out about 1 o'clock, right? If you're going to have them for supper that night at 6 o'clock. She sets them on a pan, like, you know how you do biscuits. And they're just little old bitty shriveled up, white, frozen little lumps of dough. And they sit there for five hours, and room temperature causes them to at least triple in size. Okay, they get bigger by themselves for some reason. It's the yeast, because heat activates yeast. That's a scientific fact, right, Larry? Heat activates yeast. You put them in the oven, then things not only they triple, then they at least triple again. They get huge compared to what they were. Well, here's what happens about this Holy Spirit will lead you into purity. God will bring you into situations in your life where the heat gets put on you to find out what yeast is in you. What yeast is in you? Is it the yeast of Herod, which is carnality, which is anti-God, don't want to have anything to do with God. And that, I promise you, through the the fire of circumstances, if that is in you, the Holy Spirit is going to put the heat on you to make that come out of you. That happens to people all the time. I've been in situations, good Christian people, you thought until you get in this bad situation, man, you better be ducking and running. Don't be in your office with them by yourself and they're so mad. That's why i got windows in my office. I can open and jump out if I have to. <laughs> if some of that hair of yeast starts being manifested. You know? But then there's this yeast of the Pharisees. And this is the way that yeast of the Pharisees works. And I've had people say this to me. Well, it's a religious spirit. Okay? They'll say stuff like this. When I was little, my mama did this to me. That's just the way I am. And you know what a religious spirit says this? religious spirit says this. It says, just like the Pharisees, yeah, God moved back there in the Old Testament. Yeah, God's going to move someday. But yeah, God can't do anything for me. And I've had people tell me that stuff. I'm just the way I am. That's the way God wanted it to be. And I'm not going to be any different. That is such a big, fat Lie, that's a pharisaical religious spirit. And I have had people in this church tell me that they were the way they were because of something that happened to them. Making excuses for the way they lived. And that is the yeast of Pharisee. And the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, it doesn't go along with that. And that's why He puts you in situations, because He wants to get that yeast out of you. 
He puts the heat on you. Or you get in a situation like Jesus. He was in the storm. And guess what yeast was in Jesus? The kingdom of God. And he was just saying, he just told that old seed, be still. And the kingdom came out of him. We, you see how those things are tied together? The Holy Spirit will lead you into peace. The Holy Spirit will lead you into purity. He wants to get the yeast out of you. He wants to get that Pharisee yeast out of you. He wants to get that Herod yeast out of you. Carnality, you know, just old sinning and wanting to reject the Lord. He wants, he, let me tell you, if Jesus is in you, that kingdom yeast is in you. It's just all the other stuff. It starts wanting to rise up and it starts pushing all the other stuff to the surface. You hear what I'm saying? The other stuff comes out first. And maybe you need to go through that and get through that, but you've got to get through it. Let the Holy Spirit make you pure. Let the Holy Spirit purify you. Amen? That's the end. Everybody close their eyes, bow their heads. <laughs> Let me just say, we gave an altar call this morning. If you were backslidden, I believe God wants to bring you back home. Make you an opportunity for you to come home to Jesus this morning. If you have left the Lord, and you know that you've left the Lord this morning, I want to offer, offer an opportunity for you to return to Jesus this morning. If you're an unsaved person this morning, everybody's got their head bowed, everybody's got their eyes closed. If you're an unsaved person and you would like to accept Christ as Savior,